not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture films and TV shows. I am your lead co-host today, I guess. I don't know why I said lead co-host, um, Chris. And with me, as always, is is a alternate version of things, because today we are pitching the question, what if Sam was a co-host? Uh, but I'm not usually a co-host, right? I don't. Um, what's the what's the maybe we're living in the universe, which is an alternate one. Like in the main universe, you're not a co-host. Maybe I'm but just in a this listener. universe. You are. I'm a listener yeah. usually. I'm a yeah. You're you're not the watcher. You're the listener. <laughs> Full circle. Here he is. <laughs> Uwatu the listener. So yeah, we're asking the question: What if? And watching what if on Disney Plus? Marvel. <laughs> what if? Marvel's what if? Yeah. Um, sorry, there wasn't an episode last week, guys. I was a, a dying of COVID. You had the big C, <laughs> was, didn't you? I did. I had the Rona, and I had it real bad. But I mean, you and my missus are living proof that the double vaccine works, guys. So go out there and get vaccinated because you saw me on the day that I came down with all the symptoms. So I was like major contagious. Yeah, and you were perfectly clear. So. That, that was mad. I was like taking tests like all the time. Um, and then obviously it's mad that your missus didn't get it as well. It's crazy. Exactly. Like sleeping next to me and stuff like that. And she didn't manage to catch it. So it's well, proof that the vaccines there work. Go. There you go. We've got to got to get your jabs and ask yourself, yeah. what if I got a jab? I, I'm asking the question, what if I got my second jab earlier? Would I have actually caught it? And I don't think I would have. No, I think you probably wouldn't have. But no, uh, that's so. uh, for another universe where you didn't get it. Yeah, but we're back now. You did really well, though, like a year and six months and you didn't get it. And you get it <sighs> just as social distancing's not a thing anymore. Yeah, like just as everyone's time getting back I went out and risked it a little bit the one time and I got it. And the final hurdle, I fell at the final hurdle. Don't put me in the 100 meter to the hurdles. I'm, I'm not. I'm not good at it. Ain't no Olympian. Anyway, no. Keep me in the curling team for the Winter <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> You're probably in the team. If you, if there was a sport, Chris, at the Olympics, it would be watching a lot of things because we do that as part of the podcast. <laughs> and we have a usual I have gold medal at sitting on my ass watching shit <laughs> for the last ten days. You were anyway. But mm. anyway, we got a chat about what we've been watching. So you go first, mate, because you've had an ample opportunity to watch a lot of stuff <laughs> over the last week or so. I've watched a fair bit of stuff. So obviously we were watching What If and that like I really like Peggy Carter as a character and the missus likes her as well and she had never seen Agent Carter, so we managed to binge both seasons of Agent Carter, which on Disney Plus, and it just makes me want that character back in the MCU in some form or another so bad because yeah. Haley Atwell absolutely nails Peggy Carter. Cool. It's so good. Yeah. Have you ever watched any of Agent Carter? No, I never really watched the like all, all like the other TV shows they came out with. I never watched, um, never really Agents watched of Agents of Shield. I never really watched Agent Carter. I watched the Netflix stuff, so I obviously watched Daredevil. Um, yeah, all the other ones, Iron Fist, and uh, yeah, Luke the Cage, ones that Jessica actually Jones. aired on TV were hit and miss. I think the first season of Agent Carter is fantastic. The second season's still good, but not quite as good. Um, but it got shifted um, time slot in America, so 
I think it was going up against some like massive TV shows, and it just tanked the ratings of it, so it never got a season three, um, which sucked. But yeah, season one's really good, and Haley Atwell was still good even in season two, where it wasn't quite as good. Um, so yeah, it's definitely worth a watch though if you're a fan of the MCU. And what else did we watch? We've smashed a load more suits because we took a break from that. Cool. Uh, watched a lot of Master Chef while I was off ill. A Master lot Chef. of Master Chef. Not the Halo and... kind. <laughs> no, not Master Master Chef Chief. <laughs> Master, um, Master Chief Chef. Yeah. And I actually started Shaman King, you know, the new reboot that we spoke oh, about a while yeah. ago, because that's yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. It's r- actually really good. The intro is nowhere near as good as the classic, like, early 2000s UK intro for it. Mm-hmm. It does make me sad every time I'm listening to the intro. I'm like, it's not the classic Shaman King. <laughs> They don't have like but, a really catchy intro theme. Yeah, it's just not catchy this time. It's oh. like it's like it's a bit of a bop, but it, it ain't a catchy like. But it ain't a banger. It ain't a banger. It's a bop, but not a banger. Yeah, but it's it's a lot more a lot closer to the manga and stuff, and it is great. And the updated visuals really help it as well. So, cool. I mean, if you liked the original, it might be worth checking out a few episodes of it. Sick. Awesome. So what 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 you been watching? W Y B W or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Other than uh, <laughs> our uh, our time code is uh, the WWBW section, <laughs> the worldwide bloody web. <laughs> <laughs> what you been bloody googling today? Anyway, I on top of what if I also watched a couple of movies. Um, I watched The Tomorrow War off the back of you saying that it wasn't mm-hmm. too bad. And to be honest, yeah. yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, I think it gets better as the film goes on, doesn't it? Like, I was a little bit unsure at the beginning. I was like, ooh, ooh, and then yeah. and then it gets better. I don't think it's Chris Pratt's finest acting. Oh, no. It was definitely he just needed a f- to film a film last year. I, th- I think he definitely did better in Parks and Recreation than what he did in this oh, film. Oh, yeah. Have you been watching Parks and Rec? I've been rewatching a bit of Parks and Rec. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, so I think he was a lot better in Parks and Rec versus this, which probably explains how his acting is in this. But anyway, um, yeah, I liked how it felt like it was going to end and you weren't going to see like the second, you weren't going to see the final act of the film. Yeah. I'm glad that because they showed the final act of the film, for me, it was like, oh, they wrapped it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, there's not a sequel coming, basically. Well, they already greenlit a sequel, but yeah, the film ends so definitively. That's what I said to you. I was like, when I watched it, I felt like they were setting up a sequel, but then like you full-on see that alien splat, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, no, no sequel. And then it's like, but we've greenlit a sequel. (laughs) So it's not the Tomorrow War, it's like next week's war. (laughs) A month from next Tuesday's war. A month from the Tomorrow War, there's another war. (laughs) The day after Tomorrow War. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, as well as that, I watched uh, watched Chef as well. I I love Chef. It was. Um, I've seen bits of it before, but we um, we sat down and watched it last last night. I think it was, and really good, feel good film. Like my when I was watching it with my girlfriend, she was like about how um, how she she was expecting it to turn dark, not turn dark, but like something tragic to happen to kind of pull on yeah. your heartstrings a little bit. But I like how it doesn't do that, and I like how it's yeah. just a a good film. It's just a. Well, it's not very positive at the beginning. It gets more positive throughout. 
but it's um it's awesome i think john favreau watched yeah john favreau is amazing i actually watched yeah. a really interesting video about it the other day and somebody was explaining that because john favreau also wrote the film if you think about the film it's him reacting to iron man 2 um and it's so weird as well you know the scene where he goes to see a film with his son he's watching iron man 2 Oh, right, okay. So it's like a meta commentary of like how like the studio took over and he wasn't able to like do the things they wanted to do. Like in the film, he can't serve the menu that he wants to serve for the critics and stuff. And the uh, critics that's... just slate him and all that sort of stuff and he kind of loses his passion. So then he has to find a new passion project, which is what Chef was. It's like a really meta film when you kind of think about it. It's an interesting little parallel that I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It uh, makes you feel hungry afterwards, but it's a Uh, good film. Have you watched the Chef series on Netflix? I've watched bits of it, yeah, where where he... some real good recipes. Yeah, he gets the chefs on, doesn't he? And does it in a little van and stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's a good time. Well, yeah, that's what I've watched. Um, Oh, I watched a couple of the films as well. I forgot. Um, I watched Total Recall last night. Classic. The original uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger one. So fucking good. So cheesy and like early 90s. It's great. And then... Just before we recorded this, I actually watched uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 1 because it was on TV. Oh, right. So, okay. yeah. I, when we watch uh, Harry Potter, I always either watch, like, what's the one where Robert Patterson's in it, but he's not in it for very long? Is it Goblet it's, of Fire? Yeah, Goblet of Fire. I always That's either my favorite watch one. Goblet of Fire or I'm always watching Deathly Hollows Part 2. And I'm pretty yeah. certain there's a Harry Potter in the middle that I've not seen before. <laughs> is it Order of the Phoenix or Deathly Hollows Part 1? I, I forgot Order of the Phoenix was even a thing, so it could have <laughs> literally forgot the Order there. of the Films. The only one I remember really vividly, like I remember watching, was uh, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Classic. Um, I used to go see them all in the cinema because they always came out around my mate's birthday. It was like the weekend before his birthday every year, so we just used to go. It feels like a bit like it was a bit like the twilight of... Uh, <laughs> of, of, of prior twilight it was like yeah, of our generation it yeah. literally was it was like our generation we all grew up owning the books even if you weren't like a massive fan you still got bought the books all the time and stuff didn't mm-hmm. you you'd always go see the films like i was saying when i was watching it today i haven't watched him in at least 10 years and i still know everything about him i was just pulling names <laughs> of like godric gryffindor and shit like that out of my ass and stuff and but I you know there, like how the fuck do i remember spells. all this but you know all the spells yeah. as well i fucking do but like it's just it's something that i really don't give a shit about anymore but i still know so much about it anyway this is a very very long what we've been watching uh, segment let's move it's on we've actually to been watching shit. there is some new news we're, we, we're not we're not going back and talking about all the stuff that we missed from like the last few weeks because that would be no. uh, we'd be here forever so there are a couple of bits of uh stories so do you want me to lead with my stuff and then we'll uh, see if i've missed anything chris which I yeah probably i've got will a list have. of stuff in front of me because people have been talking the last couple of days let me tell yeah, you yeah most Notably, Kevin Feige's been doing a bit of a chat. Um, he's been chatting Boy, a lot of this stuff. So he's also said that um, definitively there will be a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer before the film comes out. Just just in case you were worried 
because <laughs> people were saying online and i kind of liked the theory is like what if this is the first film that comes out in the mcu that doesn't have a trailer yeah <laughs> and and they just, just drop the film because they know everyone's gonna see it anyway yeah exactly but it's not gonna be the case there will be a trailer for it i think they're probably mm-hmm. just waiting because they don't want to take any of the hype from the eternals and i think yeah. that that's so close really when you think about it the- and they were still doing reshoots like two three weeks ago so i feel like they're still trying to figure out what's going in the trailer you know what i mean yeah i think probably once what if is done i think maybe oh no hang on we got shang chi first so we have shang chi before eternals so what you probably find is that they'll be like promoting two future projects at once if you remember Mm -hmm. because like you had the trailer for what if drop after loki came out there was like a really in-depth trailer for what if Mm -hmm. um and then you then had You've obviously had a new trailer now for Eternals. So probably mm-hmm. once Shang-Chi comes out, that's when the promo will start happening for Spider-Man, unless there's another yeah. TV series out before the end of the year. Well, yeah, we've got Hawkeye and we've got Ms. Marvel. Or so, Ms. Marvel might be getting pushed back to next year. Yeah, so it could be a Hawkeye trailer. or Whichever one comes out first, whether it's Hawkeye or Spider-Man, that's what we'll probably get the trailer for yeah, next. It'll, it'll be Hawkeye. I wouldn't be surprised if Spider-Man gets delayed because, like I said, they've been doing reshoots so recently. Yeah. Like, trying to reshoot, edit, and then get a score done and then stuff like that. It feels mm-hmm. like they're pushing it for a December release at this point. Like, we're at the end of August now. Yeah. I think Spider-Man think- would be good at Christmas because it's going to be one of those wild films... And yeah, and it's set at Christmas as well, like perfect timing. And it's the first f- movie property that we might get that delves into the whole um, multiverse stuff. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think Sh- Shang Chi might touch upon it, but Shang Chi is, I believe, based after Endgame, right? But before yeah. the events of Loki, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I think Eternals is kind of in the same, potentially the same kind of area. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But we can chat about that in a minute. Um, what else? So we've also had a little bit of news from DC. Um, oh, before we do that, quickly, just to summarize as well, Kevin, Kevin Feige did talk a bit more. Um, Anthony Mackie was also officially signed on for Captain America 4, but the movie. So yep. he's going to be in the movie. He's going to be movie Captain America, we assume. Yeah. So who do you put uh, Captain America up against? Because we've had quite a few... Uh, We've had, obviously, Captain America 1, Captain America 2, Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War. Then you've had all the Avengers stuff. It's like, who do you put him up against now after the um, Winter Soldier? Probably Uh, a bit more of a ground-level villain. Maybe someone a bit more like Zemo or something like that. Um, Bring back something from, like... Uh, Captain America's past or something like that. It's probably going to... I would reckon maybe someone like ex-military or something because that's a big part of um, Falcon's backstory is the fact that he was in the RAF and stuff like that. Well, not the RAF. It was the Air Force because he's American, isn't he? Do you reckon Um, it's going to be a multiverse madness, maybe? Maybe we get a couple of different... Oh, wait a sec. (laughs) What if you get a couple of different versions of Captain America and potentially get... um... Hydra Cap, or Hydra Cap. Werewolf, or Werewolf Cap. I think I think Hydra Cap is probably the most likely one that they'll jump to, because yeah. I feel like he that version is quite popular. And would you not reckon that's just kind of going back to the thing that they tried to 
move away from now, you know, like with Black Panther and Iron Man and stuff, and they just fight an evil version of themselves, essentially. Do not think if they bring in evil Captain America. I think America. you're probably going to get a lot of that with the multiverse stuff coming out. Like you're gonna, yeah, but you're gonna... it's different now that it's multiverse, but like they were just there like, oh, they're the same, but different. Yeah, but what like... if you brought Chris Evans back in Captain America 4, but he was the villain? I would like that, but at the same time, like, do you not think that was the whole point of Falcon and the Winter Soldier was kind of putting that Steve Rogers to bed and kind of like resolving the like their issues with that? Like, it feels like if they straight away just bring the issues back, it's like... Uh, we didn't have another idea, so here's the same thing again, but in a different way. <laughs> well, we'll see. I think it's definitely yeah. going to influence off Loki, so we'll yeah. uh, we'll we'll definitely. Do you know what see. else Kevin Feige's been saying? What else? Because he he's been chatting a lot of stuff. He says they are in the final stages of casting the Fantastic Four now. Oh right, they've so got a even... short list and they're trying to find the right combination of actors. So they've not even cast it yet. They've announced the movie, but they've not casted it yet. Yeah. So. Like they've got a short list now, is what we're hearing, and the yeah, trying to see who's got the right chemistry on screen together. So well. they've probably found maybe like the Sue Storm and Reed Richards, and they're trying to find like who else would work from like the Thing and Human Torch, or maybe it's the other way around. They got a really good Human Torch and Sue Storm, maybe, and then trying to find people to have a good relationship with them. I mean, they've, they've probably they've already let's face it, they've already already found the uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm. That's <laughs> definitely going to be Tr- John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, right? If they don't do it at this point, it's like oof. <laughs> but maybe I think it's almost people 100% will be percent John, John Krasinski. I think it may not be Emily Blunt as Sue Storm, but I feel like he is got to have got it because yeah. they, they used his likeness in the comic like yeah that, feel, that felt like a bit of a strong arm like you know like they did like we've always mentioned with samuel jackson so it's and he's also possible. he's also been pretty quiet since a quiet well a quiet place he's still, <laughs> he's still shushing he's still shushing be, it, the shush place the shush, the shush. he's taking that hush money that's why um <laughs> Do you, do you know, like, a big headline that Kevin Feige said in an interview? Like, like obviously, they're on the press junket for Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi, sorry, should we say, because that's how they say it in the film. Um, he has said, never say never and never rule out a Marvel-DC crossover film. And if Kevin Feige's saying it, then... Oh, no. <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> What's gonna happen? What, it, he like, could just be saying that for the headlines, and always be like, "Never say never," because he doesn't like to say no to stuff with Marvel, does he? No. But I don't think that's him saying it's happening. But the fact that he would keep an open mind to this is yeah. nice. I think that'd be like a bit like the DC camp would be a bit like, "Wait, what? We we don't know anything about that." <laughs> like, yeah, it, yeah. They'll be like. Eh, we haven't agreed to that, but at the same time, Warner Brothers are like, oh shit, we need that fucking money. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> They'll look at how much Justice League brought in and how much Endgame brought in and they're like, oh, crossover doesn't sound too bad. If anyone was going to do it, it'd be James Gunn. It fucking would he, be, he's already it? crossed. He's already crossed the streams, hasn't he? <laughs> Crossing those streams. We also had a confirmation that What If Season 2 has is happening. And it's going to happen after some Phase 4 films, so it's going to have what-if versions of Phase 4 films, so maybe what if the Eternals did interfere with Thanos and stuff like that, so... I really like the idea of what if. I know we're going to jump into it later, but I would really love to see um, like a Star Wars what if. 
<laughs> but like have it like the animation style. I know they're, yeah, kind of, yeah. they're doing Star Wars Visions, which we had a trailer that for. That looks so good. Uh, yeah, that was the other trailer. That was the other trailer. Yeah, but um, I have a, I'd really enjoy that. I'd really like to see a, a another what if. It's but, it's a good it's a good series that they can just bring it back every now and again. You know what I mean? Like once they have like an interesting story to tell with it, then just bring it back. Like I could easily see as well if maybe. They didn't have enough for a full season. Just be there, like, oh, here's a one-off, like, forty-five minute thing, and mm. then, like, in three months, you might get another one type thing. Yeah, yeah. I can't it wait. Is, to see... It's a good concept. Say, speaking of that, I can't wait to see more Star Wars stuff. It feels like it's been really quiet. I know Bad Batch. <laughs> we were all getting really bad Star Wars fatigue, and then Bad Batch came out, and it's been kind of lukewarm. And now we're all like, guys, Star Wars. <laughs> I, I miss I miss like the Mandalorian where it was like we'd we'd watch the Mandalorian it'd be like oh my god don't talk to me until I've watched it kind of <laughs> thing but uh, anyway let's that let's uh, we di- we digress we digress quite a lot um, yep. Black Canary movie in the works at HBO Max that's yep. the thing um, they bring it back the, the same actress um, I can't remember her name a Journey Smollett yep. Smollett uh, from um, yeah. Misha Green to front it. Um, we're also getting. We've also had the runtime for Dune, June, D- Dune or June. I was talking about this yesterday. How long is it? How long's the runtime? It is two hours and thirty-five minutes. I literally said two and a half hours. I said so. It, I you're you're going to be in the cinema for like a solid, say, three hours when you watch this film. I was having this conversation last night. Didn't even you also did Blade Runner twenty forty nine and that film? Although a lot of people thought it was a long ass film. It was never boring, and it always had something to say or something to show or something to keep your mind going, you know what I mean? And Dune is a tome of a book. It's massive. There's so much going on. So even if he doesn't cover the full story or something, it allows him enough time to explore it and let the visuals speak for themselves. I think and someone sink in and on stuff. Google is pulling someone's leg here because you type in Blade Runner 2049 and the runtime shows us four hours and 41 minutes. <laughs> Uh, I know it was a long film, but it definitely wasn't that long. <laughs> no, it was just under three hours, including credits, and the credits were like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think as long as it's interesting and it's got enough action in it to kind of keep your brain going, mm-hmm. and it's and it, keeps, and it keeps going, it doesn't just have these long... I mean, I don't mind it having these long kind of establishing shots. I just don't want it to just be full of like really dull dialogue I yeah you you want it to have case. stuff like if there's not much happening you want it to be visually interesting not just like not just desert scapes you know what i mean but like when um agent k is walking into las vegas and it's that like orange mist sandstorms coming through and you just have peaks of like buildings and interesting statues and the the beehives and stuff like that like Stuff like that, stuff visually, it's a long establishing shot, but it's telling you so much information and stuff like that. Whereas I don't just want a five minute shot of a desert and somebody walking through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's um like as long as it's tension building, I think that's yeah. that's fine. Just don't want it to be uh just just dull. So we'll see anyway, we'll see. Um there are there is a lot of uh rumors on the grapevine though, just to quickly mention 
that um, we may actually be getting a No Way Home trailer sometime this week, apparently. I'm seeing I've been seeing that, but we had that the first week of August as well, with it being Spider-Man Day and stuff like... Mm, it's a bit of a... We'll see. I've been burnt we'll once. But um, yeah, and then my last little bit of news is you know about the Netflix Magic the Gathering animated series that was meant to be happening. That is still happening. Indeed. With the Russo brothers. Yeah, but now the uh, the Russo brothers have exited it. <laughs> Fuck! And Jeff Klein has taken over as showrunner for it. Who who dat? Uh, Jeff Klein. It's a good question. Um, a good question that I'm I feel sure like I Google, the name. Google will answer very shortly. Uh, um, yeah, pad for time. I recognise the name. It's a good name. It's a solid sounding name. Is he a solid sounding name as the Russo brothers? That's the question. Um, the last thing he did was Woody Woodpecker <laughs> TV series short. He did a uh, Transformers Robots in Disguise from 2014 to 2016. Okay, that was really well received, that series. G.I. Joe Renegades. He's done a lot of, like, Playmobil, The Secret of Pirate Island. My <laughs> he friends. does a lot of kids' TV, is what you say. Yeah, my friends, and Magic Tigger is and not. A... I mean, the good thing is, he knows how to work a TV budget and make a long-form series. That's some good news. That's, well... Um, but... It sounds like he's never done something that's a bit more mature and dark like this. So I'm hoping we don't end up with like the Dota one was trying to be edgy, but it was still kind of like not enough. And I'm hoping we don't get that sort of vibe. Like I want the Magic series to be dark and dirty. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it will be though. I think that you maybe you can't tell Liliana's story nice and clean. Like that is a heartbreaking, like dark story. I think that if it was the Russo brothers, I think that's what you were going to get. But I think that maybe they've not wanted that approach, and perhaps that's why they've taken this guy on. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm hoping they keep the same writing team and maybe the same scripts. Maybe it's just a different director. Maybe, mm. maybe getting someone who's more versed in animation because it is an animated show, isn't it? I'm hoping that's what it is. I guess you'll find out at some point in oh, the future. It's like whenever the creators of Avatar keep leaving all the all the projects. <laughs> right, um, that's that's my news. Anything okay. Else? Yeah, I, I can quick fire through it real quick. Um, the Monsters movie by Rob Zombie, which is a weird combination of words to say, um, has started production. They're building the set and they're actually faithfully recreating the house from it, but. This must be some dark, edgy version of it if Rob Zombie's doing it, because yeah. Rob Zombie is nutty. Um, yeah. do, do you remember the Dungeons & Dragons film that we're getting? It wrapped production last week, but I don't know if we talked about this, because I don't remember knowing this. Chris Pine's in this film? Chris Pine's Did we know in that? Film. Yeah, Chris Pine's in the new Dungeons & Dragons film. Yeah, and yeah, yeah we, know, we knew he was in this. I feel like I just forgot about it, but we've had word of how much he's been paid to make this film. And he's Probably. getting $11.5 million. So this film has got a massive fucking budget. Yeah. He's a... Uh, yep. <laughs> it's Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justin Smith, and I'm going to butcher this name, Reggie Jean Page. I think I think it's Reggie um, from Bridgerton. I think he's like the yeah. hot guy that everyone was talking about from oh, Bridgerton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hugh Grant is in it. Yeah, we've seen Hugh Grant in this already. We've seen so, him... Uh, I've completely forgot 
all of this stuff. But yeah, we've seen photos of him. But massive budget, so hopefully it bodes well. I'm a, I'm sad that uh, Joe Manganiello is not in it at the moment. I know you. you just think get anyone. him to voice a Dragonborn. Just get his voice in there. <laughs> Everyone wants it. Everyone wants yeah. him. Um, Mission Impossible 7 set video. It's actually been taken down, but they were filming in, let me just double check, Derbyshire in the UK. I've got, like, ancestors from Derbyshire, so that's interesting. Um, And I actually know where they've been filming this. They've been filming a massive train stunt. So ages ago, we got a shot from Empire Magazine of Tom Cruise stood on the side of, like, a like a moving steam train okay and apparently this set photo showed the steam train plummeting off the side of a bridge (laughs) so and they actually filmed that in real life because of course they fucking did (laughs) wonderful (laughs) Um, yeah so apparently early on we saw ethan hunt kit ridge who's being played by henry journey and Hilly Atwell's character all boarding the train, so which one of the three, or how many of the three is getting off alive? We will have to find out. Yeah. Um, and then two last bits of Marvel news. Captain Marvel 2 is starting filming this week, starting in Italy, so it's not called Captain Marvel 2 and it's more, it's called The Marvels, but that starts production this week. There's so much Marvel in production because Black Panther 2 started production last week. It did. There is a, and, a couple of photos of army vehicles and such, isn't there? Yeah, so not just army vehicles, we're also having Cambridge Town or Cambridge City police department vehicles and also they've been filming on the set of mit which if you don't know mit is the university that um tony stark gave the speech at you remember about bath at the beginning of civil war oh, and he yes. gave everyone, everyone grants it's also in the comic books where riri williams studies so we'll go in there and riri williams in the comic books has a very close relationship with shuri so it's all teasing at the fact that we're probably going to get introduced to Riri Williams in this film and we're going to have like a, a team up between her and Shuri to like put the minds together and hopefully try and stop um, Neymar because that would be really cool. Um, that would be pretty cool. But it seems like the lead in leaning more into the female characters from the Black Panther mythos. So that seems really cool. They've been filming a lot of this around that sort of area and stuff. So Very cool. Yeah. Um, you got any other car news? chases and the like. And I believe... Oh, um, last bit of Marvel news that we both almost forgot. Uh, Oscar Isaac um, and the director have been showing off photos of what we th- hope is not just concept art of the Moon Knight suit, which it looks really dark and cool and he looks like a mummy-esque sort of... It's like a mixture of a few of his different costumes, but it looks so good from what we saw. And I'm hoping it's not just like... A concept. I was hoping that was an on-set photo. So, what are you thinking here? Do you think it's like someone's clearly taken a sneaky pick while um, while someone's like walked away from the uh, preview monitor or something, haven't they? Yeah, it was like a full-on photo. Like it wasn't like somebody was near the set and they took a photo. This was somebody on the set has got a full full version of this photo. And I think it looks really good. It looks dark and gritty, which I think if you get an Oscar Isaac to play Moon Knight, the best versions of Moon Knight are the ones where he's dealing with his multiple personalities in like the dark underbelly of New York, so kind of in the realm of the Daredevil stuff. Mm. So 
I would love to see that sort of tone for this, like get dark and edgy. I think it might feel like a bit of a darker version of the Hawkeye series that we're getting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think the costume looked fucking sick. I think whoever's costume designing for Phase 4, they are on point. Shang-Chi looks great. Yeah. Ms. Marvel looks great. Yeah. Um, Scarlet Witch's new costume, Captain America's new costume. Like, the Eternals look shit hot. Like, whoever's yeah. doing these costumes is on it. Yeah, it all looks pretty good. Give them a raise. That's what I say. Give them, give everyone in cinema a raise because it's been a tough year for cinema. Yep, yep. I Apart think most from... people behind the scenes need raises anyway because a lot of people don't get paid enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, um, is there anything else to touch on? Uh, trailer? Trailer. As... Oh, well, two trailers. Multiple. Yeah. Multiple of so, which. We'll talk about Star Wars Visions first because that's quite a quick one. We had a teaser come out a few weeks ago, but we got finally a full trailer. I thought, I think this looks incredible. Obviously, I'm a big anime fan anyway, but just as an animated series for Star Wars, some of this looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the shots of like the dark, edgy with hints of CGI. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of CGI. Um, like the black and white Ronan looking series where we get like the the umbrella lightsaber almost where he's deflecting blasters and stuff like that. Yeah, and pretty nutty. It, I think that might be the same studio that did Berserk 2016, only they've actually learned how to use that CGI technology because it looks a lot better than Berserk 2016. Um, yeah, that looks really cool. There was one that was definitely... Um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of the company. I sent it in the text the other day. Um, you could just see like which animation houses are working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's whoever did uh, Killer Kill. I can't remember which studio that is now. I'm I'm blanking, but some of them look really interesting. I like I like the fact that they've set different stories with different animation houses as well. Yeah, for sure. It looks so good. This looks like it's probably going to be the best animation show that we've had since Clone Wars. Like, uh, it looks better than Bad Batch to me. Yeah, it's a big, uh, big old commitment there. Yeah. It does look, I, I am pretty excited though because it is it does have the kind of what if vibe like whereas you're going to get these mm-hmm. whole kind of like but the thing is is you're going to get these like original Star Wars stories as well yeah which will be nice so and the the stretching like the Star Wars mythos like the shown as a side of the universe that we've never seen before like things that we've seen references to in certain novels and comic books and stuff like that that have had like little bits of asian influence like obviously they're being produced by japanese animation houses so Mm. they're just taking these elements that they like and just making it like so ingrained within japanese culture as well so and it's nice that it ties back to the origins of star wars being like really inspired by seven samurai by kira kurosaro and stuff like that Mm. um it, it feels like a nice full circle and yeah it just looks so good so some of the action shots the sakuga, as we say in the anime community, <laughs> it looks so good. Like, just mega budget. Throw everything at the wall. People, like, force holding lightsabers. So we saw a character holding two lightsabers with four other ones being controlled by the force around him and shit. I was yeah. like, yeah, Nuts. sign me up for that. Nutty. Yeah. So, yeah. Visions, man. Looks good. I, I don't know when that's coming out. Let me do a double check. Because we forgot that we were going to be talking about this. Visions, I think it might be later this year. Oh, first episode is September 22nd as a month today. Oof, let's go. Not far off either. 
So oh, close. let's go. And I'm so excited. Do we know other... how many episodes it's getting? We've got a couple of other trailers to talk about, Chris, as excited as what you are. Yeah. I mean, Shang-Chi got another teaser trailer. It showed more of like Wong in there and some more of the action and stuff. But yeah. the lead star is still saying that we've not even seen anywhere near the best stuff, which mm-hmm. is good because I started to feel like I was I had seen most of this film. Yeah. Um, and it showed a bit more of the comedy and the relationship between some of the younger characters and stuff. So, yeah, I like that. Um, and I and like the fact that we apparently haven't seen everything because I was getting really worried. And speaking of another film that we've got another trailer for that kind of gives you that same vibe is we've got another trailer for The Eternals. But This what- is like the biggest trailer that we've got. We yeah. finally know what's going on. And what I really liked about this trailer is that it it was completely... It was almost as though like a lot of the things that we were wondering about when the first Eternals trailer came out in terms of like, oh, what's been going on in terms of, you know, the, uh, you know, everything going on where why didn't they interrupt with Thanos? And it's like addresses that pretty much straight away. Yeah, I think definitely the Marvel um, social media teams and stuff have taken note and the marketing teams and stuff like that. I've seen what people have been saying and like people have been questioning and be like, what the fuck's this film doing? Because like, why didn't this, why this, why that? And Mm. this one definitely answered a lot more. Um, This, I I said to you, this definitely seems like more of a Marvel trailer, but it still had, it's, it looks like it's got a different tone and a different visual identity to most of the MCU. Like, Shang-Chi's got a bit more of, like, the Guardian-style visuals to it. Um, so it's a bit more colourful and, like, interesting to look at than maybe, like, the Captain America films. Mm. Whereas this one looked... There were certain shots in this. I was like, that looks like a like an indie film, like a, a Chloe Zhao film. It gave me very much, like, some of the... Some of the color palettes and stuff like that gave me very much like Nomadland vibes and stuff like that. So it's nice to see that she's got her own identity coming through in it, which yeah. I thought was great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, a lot of people saying that um, Marvel are just making Man of Steel two because DC won't do it. <laughs> there was a lot of eye lasers in this. Yeah, I got that same kind of vibe from that. It's very, uh, very much Man of Steel esque. Yeah, um, but I mean. Characters have been doing that for years, you know what I mean? Like, And it's not heat vision, it's something different, so it is what it's, it is. Uh, what's it called? It's um, it's just like a laser. like Yeah, there's, laser beam. there's it's it's not like, like cosmic energy, isn't it? Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not quite Cyclops, but it's not quite, uh, quite Superman either. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like you said, it answers a lot more. It explains what the plot actually is, like... They, they've not been able to interfere with stuff because they were sent there by the Celestials and obviously if they like betray the, what the Celestials tell them to do type of thing, then the Celestials can easily wipe out entire universes and gal- galaxies in like, less than a second. Mm-hmm. So if, if they interfered, like they would have put the world at more danger, but all these snaps of the gauntlet have awakened the Deviants and stuff, so we are facing off against the Deviants. Like so you got thought, Celestials, um, you got Deviants. We got to actually see some of the Celestials in this as well, and wow. Like, this looked cool. Like, this looked massive. Yeah, they look super cool. You've got the, um, Ar- is it Ar- Arisham the Judge or something? Is the big red yeah. one that's, like, sat in space? Yeah, and um, like, we, yeah. well, we got another one. I can't, 
I can't remember the names of the Celestials. I always forget. Yeah, it's, it's nutty though. Yeah, visually this looks incredible, and like I said, like I like the fact that it looks like it's got its own identity a bit as well. Mm. Um, it seemed very dark. It had like you could tell when they wanted colors to present something because it went from like a, like a certain color palette to just like blasting you with like color and energy and kinetic energy and stuff. So mm. I really like that. Also, we didn't get any look at Black Knight yet, but we did get a lot more Jon Snow in this trailer. A lot more. No, Jon a lot Snow. more. John Snow, Kit Harrington. He has a name. <laughs> I, I, I knew what you meant. <laughs> I genuinely had a brain fart and thought his name was John Snow for a second. But I had to I, remind I, myself that was his character's name. I did like how you just you, you stuck with it though, and you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm all about it. Should we? Should we move on? Should we yeah. talk about some more Marvel stuff? Because this is apparently just a Marvel episode, as fucking everything else always is. We should probably talk about What If now. Uh, uh, what If? So we're going to talk about both episodes. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. episode one, which was... Um, oh, casting my mind back now. God, what was that? It was uh, the Peggy Carter episode. Captain America, yep. Peggy Carter. And then we're also going to talk about um, the second one, which is What If Chadwick Boat... What If... Um, <laughs> You're doing it now. <laughs> Goodness me. But they don't say Black Panther. They say What If... Um, what If T'Challa, T'Challa became Star-Lord? Which... Wait... I had one little problem with that. Oh, God, he's going right in with a controversial problem. That's not how you start this... uh, It's not how you start talking about that, but go on. (laughs) Go on, what's your problem? So the name Star-Lord came from what uh, Peter Quill's mum used to call him because that's what she called his dad, so... That name never would have originated from somewhere, and they did. That was like the one thing that they didn't explain. Like they explained everything else that I had questions about in that, except for the fact that it was like, where did the name Star Lord come from? Then I mean, maybe it was just Lord of the Stars, mate. <laughs> maybe it maybe do be Lord in those stars. Anyway, let's let's talk about what if. Like I think we like we said earlier, what if is a really good concept, and it works so well in these neat animated styles. I really like the animation style. I've seen a lot of people hating on it. What do you think? Um, just a dead quick one. I've just realised this is actually a first impressions episode for What If. Oh my god, it is. There <laughs> we go. There we go. So we can go straight in and talk about the first two episodes then and spoil it because we don't yeah. need to. Uh, we don't need to beat around the bush on it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I think you also, if we cast our minds back to a, an old episode where you were like, uh, "I reckon it's going to be the Watcher," you were spot on with your prediction around that. That it was almost Twilight Zone esque intro to it. Yeah, when it when it when it first started and it was the Watcher like explaining everything. And it says, we ask ourselves, what if? And each each episode starts with the Watcher setting up the story. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Chris is going to be like pointing at his screen now, being like, <laughs> I told you. Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen. <laughs> yeah, literally. But um, I really enjoy the concept. I think it's done really well. I like how it's not just that character. I like how... Um, the uh, Star-Lord one brought in Thanos, which I was just like, what? Yeah, but, when he yeah. popped up, I was like, woo! Yeah, but it's just like this craziness of like, you know, I mean, obviously like T'Challa is a, is a very, very charismatic character who who is mm-hmm. a leader, right? And, yeah. you know, would that have happened? I don't know. I think the Mad Titan would have still been a Mad Titan. But I, I love, I I th- love the humour in like... Oh, that it yeah. follows and that obviously it's very self-aware 
and it's very mm-hmm. self-aware in the Captain Carter and the T'Challa episode and it mm-hmm. uses those jokes and it's like and some of the times that's the best part of it it like, uses your knowledge of the MCU to like it was like oh look we're flipping it and we're gonna we know that you know we know that you know yeah especially the Star Lord one because of the collector there was so yeah. much stuff like there was the nod to Hela from Ragnarok there was the nod oh, when he opens that thing he had Mjolnir cap shield he had everything in there that we know yeah 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 and then you had the nods to um in Captain Carter you had um Howard Stark there yeah you know creating yeah. stuff for um Steve Rogers creating mm-hmm. a basically that first Iron Man suit yeah which the Hydra cool. Stomper as it's called yeah yeah I, I love the fact that we got more Howard the Duck as well we actually got like a full scene with Howard the Duck <laughs> yeah you you were never gonna get him to that level in live action but you no. were well you never know you never know these days Guardians 3 he, he got more in the second one but um I still reckon we're gonna get Throg like F- Frog 4 I yeah, reckon, maybe. Well, we had him in live action in Loki, technically. So, yeah. Um, voiced by the man himself. But anyway. I'm, I'm almost glad that we ended up waiting a week to talk about this because as much as I really enjoyed episode one, it did stick a lot closer to Captain America the First Avenger than Star-Lord T'Challa stuck to Guardians one. Oh, yeah, because I liked um, how the T'Challa one was its like own... It wasn't redoing mm-hmm. Guardians one. No, it had it had the elements that you knew, like going to nowhere, seeing the collector's vault and stuff like that, and having like a fight on nowhere to escape and stuff, and uh, making a team of ravagers. So it it had familiar themes, but I thought the first one was very much just Captain America one all over again. So I didn't have too much to say about that. As much as I loved it and it was great seeing Peggy Carter back, um, that was the best thing for me. But I do the story wonder. wasn't different enough. I do wonder, though, why did the Collector get so swollen that episode? Why was he, like, so massive? Oh, because he, he wasn't, like, like he wasn't like trying to be everybody's friend and stuff. Once the Mad Titan was taken down, he was like, yo, I've got loads of powerful shit here. He was like, I'm just going to rule the universe if I can. Well, he's so going to rule he the like, universe. I've got to get buff. I know, he's going to hit the gym. <laughs> <laughs> like, can't, can't be doing it as a little weakling who just, like, does weird twitchy hand things, like... I got to be able to lay down. I love how it use you know the the voice acting is the is the uh, the film actors as well. Yeah, right down to obviously Chadwick Boseman voicing T'Challa. That was <sighs> that was yeah, that was great. <sighs> the feels, the feels. I think the only person in that episode who didn't reprise their voice was the I can't remember her name. The pink, you know, the collector's um, servant. Yeah, I'm pretty... I think she was the only person. She didn't quite sound the same. She didn't sound British enough. Was Benicio? Yeah, Benicio voiced the collector in that, yeah. It just didn't sound much like him. No, I think he was kind of going for a different vibe with him, maybe. Yeah. I like how, Um, um, like, even right down to um, to T'Chaka, Star-Lord... Star-Lord, for God's sake. Um, but, yeah, it was Star-Lord's dad. <laughs> yeah, it was technically Star-Wars. Star-Wars? Star-Wars. <laughs> it was Star-Wars, Dad. It was Star-Wars, Dad. <laughs> dad, it's Star-Wars. Goodness me. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I do know what you mean. Um, I think... Yeah, I, no, the I really other- loved... The, the only blend other person stuff. who didn't voice themselves as well, by the way, was um, it wasn't Dave Batista as Drax. That was somebody else. 
Well, that was a really good impression then. Yeah. That was just. Because I didn't notice that one. I think that was just some dude who does a lot of voice acting. Uh, Maybe it was the guy that now does Red Skull who's really good at impressions from The Walking Dead. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really loved the blend between Black Panther and Guardians in the second one. Like I said, episode one was like really enjoyable, but it was a bit too samey for me. So it didn't really. It didn't leave too much. I thought it was a bit of a weak start. Um, they might have been better putting that episode in the middle of like two bigger ones, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were setting up a bigger story at the end of that first one, though. So that tentacle thing that was coming through in the Marvel universe, I think there's some sort of weird sort of like tentacle squid creatures that live in in between the multiverse and stuff. Um. I thought that might have been what they were hinting at there, and maybe at the end of the series, maybe there would have been a bit more crossover. So, like, maybe there was like going to be a multiverse rift in all the episodes or something, mm. and we were going to see like this re- recurring theme of these tentacles and stuff like that. But it didn't end up being that way. But they did end up setting up um, Captain Carter going to the future, getting like the wake up that uh, Steve did. And meeting Nick Fury, which ties into another episode that we're getting. I think it might be the next one, uh, Fury's Big Weekend, where yeah. loads of he ends up reacting stuff. And I'm pretty sure we heard in that one that Captain Carter coming through was going to be part of that story. Well, the next episode we've got is, um, according to IMDb, is what if Loki presented himself to the governments of Earth as King of Asgard using all his diplomacy? Oh, okay. So. That's a long title. What's your, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's going to be that, but <laughs> uh, it's going to be uh, that, but not in those words. Yeah, it's it's uh, not going to be like what if what if Peggy Carter was Captain America and became the first Avenger? It's going to be <laughs> what if Captain Carter was the first Avenger? So, yeah. Um, what's your most anticipated episode coming out? Uh, probably uh, either the. Doctor Strange versus Evil Doctor Strange or the Zombies one. I think the Zombies one probably because that's kind of something that I've wanted to see for a while and they seem like the coolest clips from the trailer. I think the Zombies one's going to be really cool because you've got, um, not only is it going to be creepy as hell, but the the fact that you've got the zombie hunter Spider-Man who's using the, um, the Doctor Strange cloak. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be really cool. Uh, I'm wondering if we see maybe Spider-Man's maybe learn some magic. Maybe that would be pretty cool as well. Well, you've got some spoilers for No Way Home where he's using bloody eldritch webs and stuff. Bloody well is he? Bloody well is. Um, I wouldn't. I would kind of like to see some sequels to some of these episodes as well. So if if Fury's Big Weekend kind of follows on from the uh, Captain Carter one, maybe. Maybe if we saw a follow-up to the end of the T'Challa one, because obviously we didn't have the Thanos snap in this, but we did get Peter Quill uh, being abducted by his dad, obviously. Mm. And that we found out in Guardians is like a major deal because that's two Celestials like working in tandem one-on-one. Celestials are big news, as we know, from like the Eternals and stuff, and that could potentially... They've got roots on every planet that mm. ego um landed on 
So they could potentially start dominating half the galaxy or something. So that would be pretty cool to see a follow-up of. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you don't just drop that in at the end. They could have just said that like Peter Quill lived a peaceful life and stuff. And like nobody really heard of him. But the fact that they put that in there, it's like they're setting up something they could potentially do in the future. So I'd kind of like to maybe see sequels to some of these. Yeah, I think it'd so. Be maybe it's cool. like the sequel to that T'Challa one might be what if something in Guardians two changed. So obviously Peter Quill met his dad, and then they changed something else again so that it has a different what if title. Yeah, I mean maybe the maybe the title is like you say where it's like what if Peter Quill was became a celestial. He became a celestial. You know what I mean? And that's that's mm-hmm. that then uses the Star Lord to Charles Star Lord in that episode yeah. and it uses that continuity maybe yeah i think definitely cool. with with the the announcement of season two of this as well there's so much room for like growth and it's it's kind of them being able to do whatever the fuck they want without too much of it mattering you know what i mean like it's not having an impact whereas when they do falcon and the winter soldier and one division and stuff it all has to have an impact and it all has to be within continuity this is literally they can just throw shit at the wall see what sticks and just run with it yeah well that's it they can they also can get the reception from all of these episodes that have gone out and then go with whatever sticks like you said mm-hmm. like go with the yeah. the favorites so yeah so maybe season three could be like sequels to all the favorite episodes from season one and two and stuff hmm. yeah exciting yeah. how many questions and what ifs do you give what if out um, of 10 i give it out of 10 what ifs i would give it a solid at the moment, probably a solid six or seven out of ten. Mm, six. Or I, seven. I'm, I'm asking, what if? <laughs> what if this is a ten out of ten? <laughs> like, like I said, episode one wasn't the strongest, but episode two was pretty strong. So, yeah, I think the, I think the, the stories are good. I think the, yeah. what what they're choosing to do is good. I just think maybe because it's not. It's not like, you know, it's tough in it because we've come off the back of Loki, Mm -hmm. which was phenomenal. And then you've got like such anticipation for stuff coming out that it does kind of feel like it is just a bit of padding now before we get like the the next phase of movies with like Shang-Chi, Eternal, Spider-Man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a perfect place to put it, though. After what? After the events of Loki, it is a perfect place to have it. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe the Agent Carter one, Captain Carter, sorry, maybe wasn't the best story because they kind of just wanted to get the character out there a bit so that we've had rumbles that maybe she could potentially appear in Doctor Strange or something. Um, So maybe it was like establishing the character. They didn't really have much of a story planned out or much of a different story planned out, but they still wanted to introduce the character so that people Mm. knew about it going forward. Because there's always the possibility that in Doctor Strange or something like that, we could get at least nods to it. You know what I mean? Like, they fly through a portal and you see Captain Carter there or you see, like, a zombie Captain America or something. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. It probably is partly to do with that because you have got a film called Multiverse of Madness coming out. So Yeah. So maybe like some of these stronger ones, like the T'Challa Star Lord, maybe they had the full idea for it. So they were like, okay, we'll put this in because we want to run with it. Whereas the Agent Carter one, they were like, okay, we want to, we want people to nod to this when they see 
Doctor Strange, so we'll just sort of make this sort of lower budget episode because they didn't need to rewrite too much. Big brain plays. Maybe. Maybe. What maybe. how many how many what ifs out of what if would you give this? Yeah, I'd probably give it a solid seven right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it probably sits about about in a seven, seven to eight. I think maybe. it's definitely got the potential to go higher. Yeah, I don't think there was anything bad. I don't think no. I didn't. I didn't like not like anything. I just think it's like not the strongest of, not the strongest of shows. But I think maybe that's because I'm comparing it to what we had in Loki, and Loki was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah, so. I think I think maybe how I felt with episode one of this was how, say, like Richard um, from the Get Real Gaming podcast felt about the first like one or two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where it was like it wasn't bad, it just wasn't the best. Yeah, like, it, you know how we felt about episode three of Bad Batch or something. It was like still a good episode, but it just wasn't wasn't the oomph that the second episode was. It just wasn't Avengers. That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's also true. Like they've spoiled us with Loki and Endgame and Civil War and stuff. Like we are very spoiled. <laughs> you set such a high bar, and that's kind of the problem. Well, please don't. And now we're asking them, bar. what if you can't live up to the expectations? Now we're asking them, what if you wasn't as good, <laughs> <laughs> but still very good? Yeah, very good. Jolly anyway, good. very good. That's another episode. I was scared this was going to be longer than what it was, but well done. Great job, We did mate. it, boys. We did it. What if this episode ran to the perfect length? <laughs> well, we need to quickly wrap this up before it doesn't. So uh, <laughs> make sure you're checking us out. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at GetRealPod. Uh, and you can also drop us an email at GetRealPodUK at gmail.com. Uh, just make sure you're checking, out, checking us out on the socials. Um, we do share the socials with the Get Real Gaming guys, so you'll get a mix of the film and TV and the gaming stuff. Um, but yeah, make sure you've given us a follow. It just lets you know, lets us know that you're listening to the show. And make sure you're dropping us a little comment and a like whenever we uh, put a new episode out. It always helps. Makes us a... Uh, Makes us happy, makes us warm inside, some might say. But uh, Chris, how can how else can people support the pod? The other way to support the podcast is to leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to us, whether it be Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, uh, Deezer, iHeartRadio, any of the places, the Google Play Store or whatever that's called. Or if you wanted to, head over to Podchaser and if you leave us a rate and review on there, it'll syndicate it, that's that word again, uh, to all the other podcast distributors. So whether you listen to us on Spotify, you can leave a rate and review on Podchaser and it'll spread it everywhere for you. That would help us out so much. Like Sam said, share us out on your socials. When you follow us, just like share us on your story or share our profile or something. Or just tell two friends about us. If you tell two friends about us, if you all do that, it'll grow our listenership by threefold. We can then do a lot more stuff and keep bringing you these great episodes. But we love doing this anyway. The, what if What if we didn't love it? We don't even want to think about it because we love doing it. Yeah. yeah. Check out the Get Real Gaming Boys, like we said. But That's it. Um, right, we'll wrap it up for another week. We will catch you next week when we don't know what we're going to talk about. What are we going to talk about, Chris? <laughs> Uh, I feel like there is something coming out at the end of the month. Um, um, I can't remember because Suicide Squad got moved forward. Um, there'll be something. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm at the point where I used to put all the movie releases in a calendar, and now yeah. I've not done that, and now I don't know when anything comes out. So um, you know what? Maybe we chat about Free Guy next week. Oh, that is out, Free Guy. 
Okay. Because the week after we can talk about Shang-Chi. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Catch, catch us for free guy next week. <laughs> free guy. Yeah. It's free. It's on us. It's on the house. <laughs> okay. Right. We'll see you later, everyone. Bye-bye.